Hello, welcome back to the Embody Podcast. Um, probably you're saying, Candace, welcome back you to the Embody Podcast. I definitely made fun of myself last time for taking a long hiatus, and this time I took an even longer one. I guess it's what I needed. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration, and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. So welcome back to me, but welcome back to all of you. Today, I'm going to start off with something special. It's pulling a card from Messages from Her, which is a really lovely oracle deck made of um, beautiful, awesome, badass women that are modern, and most of them are alive today, um, but of our times. And before I even started the podcast, and I was just moving things around on my desk, one of them fell out, which was the Queen Elizabeth II, which was very interesting and timely. So the message from H.M. Queen Elizabeth II is femininity, and the alternate meaning is duration. Femininity, it's time to help balance our masculine world with your feminine traits. All of us have masculine and feminine characteristics, and they need each other to thrive. Our world has historically been dominated by the ideals of masculine progress, but it's time for greater balance. The world is calling to the feminine for help. Where can you infuse feminine gentleness and care? Does your home or work need more presence, tenderness, and inclusion? Do you need to breathe gentleness into yourself, your body, and your own personal life? Are you trying to grow without giving yourself time to integrate your lessons, loves, heartbreaks, and successes? Are you making enough time to celebrate the progress that you do achieve? How balanced are your feminine qualities like patience, intuition, flexibility, and nurturing? Taking the time to develop these traits will benefit you and the world around you greatly. And the alternate meaning of duration, life is long. Make sure you know how to take care of yourself. Try not to take everything too seriously. You need levity to sustain your energy for the tasks at hand and to enjoy the rich life ahead of you. Lovely. So these messages from her are designed and created by Rachel McKee, the lovely Rachel McKee. And she, these cards are just gorgeous. They're like gold, brown, blues, yellows, mm, aquas, black. And um, it comes in this really velvety envelope. This episode is, I don't know if I'd say it's sponsored by her, but this oracle reading is sponsored by her. Um, she was a little message by her was included in an episode a while back. I will 
link that in the show notes and you can tune in because there is a message from her and from the deck in that episode, as well as a little bit of information, more information about the deck itself. And she sent me this deck. So you can still order it, I believe. I'll link that in the show notes. And there are women like Malala, Janelle Monet, Cindy Lauper, Beyonce. I'm flipping through them right now. Georgia O'Keefe, Amelia Earhart, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. Oh, she's awesome. Estee Lauder, Marilyn Monroe, Gloria Steinem, Anne Frank. So the list goes on, but I'm going to pull one now for all of you listening. Give a little shuffle. Take a deep breath with me. Let it out. And here we go. We got Erica Badu, goddess, goddess energy. Erica Badu. Okay, let's see. Meaning, goddess, you are being asked to remember that you are holy. You are whole. You are the goddess embodied. Treat yourself as such. Surround yourself with others that treat you like the divine creature that you are. Call yourself by your real name. Goddess, queen, magic woman, sacred terrain. If you are struggling, remember your divine nature. If you are thriving, remind others of their divine nature. You have done this all before. A queen in many lifetimes, you are here to bring your distinct version of power to this planet in these changing times. Let yourself be eccentric in your holiness. Treat your body as the temple of your soul and know that your power comes not from your appearance, but from what your soul came to this earth to share. The alternate meaning is witchy. Ooh, I like that too. Get witchy. It's time to believe in and to use some serious magic. It's available to you and you know it. It's time to bring the mystical, the mysterious, and the enchanting into everyday life. Doing this will make you feel whole and holy. Sweet. I like that. So how are you all doing? I would invite you to just take a moment and give yourself a self-hug. To give your body a little comfort and soothing and support. To just take a breath and a moment knowing that you deserve that moment. You deserve and are worthy of loving, caring, and to be yourself in this moment, to be fully you. Thanks for taking that moment with me. Before we jump into the episode, I also want to touch base with a friend of mine, David Clow. He wrote a book called You Are Not Crazy, Letters from Your Therapist. Oh, while couple years back and it was awesome it is awesome it's letters from your therapist to you just bringing all of the inside scoop of the warmth and compassion and what goes on through a therapist's mind and heart and body when you come with your struggles or your celebrations your challenges and what really what they're really thinking, what he was really thinking. There's so much warmth, compassion, and 
empathy as well as humanity that comes through that book from his heart and being. That even if you've never been in therapy before and ever wondered, what is my therapist thinking? What is my therapist feeling as I'm sharing and spilling my guts? Well, even if you've never been there, you might want to because there's such warmth and it gives such a normalizing of our human experience. So I wanted to touch base with David this time around. Hey, David, I loved your first book, You're Not Crazy, Letters from Your Therapist. Tell me about what inspired your most recent book, which is for therapists. Thanks, Candace. Well, this book for therapists is called Inspiration for the Weary Therapist, and it's a practical clinical companion. It's supposed to act as a companion for therapists who, the ones I'm hearing from, are really exhausted and are weary tired, burnt out, dealing with compassion fatigue, with everything going on in their lives during the pandemic, and really carrying all of their clients and the traumas and exhaustion that their clients are experiencing as well. A lot of these therapists are feeling alone. They're disconnected from even enjoying the work that they have always loved and are trying to figure out how to be a better therapist during this time. So this book is for them, for therapists, really anyone in the helping profession who works closely with clients and practices counseling, therapy, social work, in any setting, it's supposed to help them feel less disconnected, less alone, like they have a bit of support for them while they do this really important work with with their clients during this time. I hope people will check it out. You can go to my website www.davidclow.com. That's David K L O W.com. And um, it's out now through Rutledge Press. And I really love to hear from anybody who checks it out and, and reads it to hear what they think. I hope it can add some value and, and support those who do so much to support others. Thanks so much, David, for sharing that. And you can all get a copy of this book or the previous one. I'll link it in the show notes below. It's a really good book. It's interesting even if you are not a therapist, but you're a coach or a healer or some someone that's supporting other people. David and I met in Chicago years ago through our community, and I just loved how we connected on energetic practices and clairvoyance and different intuitive skills and um, this is something that we've continued to connect about. So, so nice to know you, David, and I'm happy to share his work with all of you. Also, there's one more announcement I have, which is that Francesca Mason Boring's new book is coming out soon, like very soon. It's called The Nature Constellations Handbook, An Invitation to Connection remembering nature in systems. And I'm so excited about this book. It is a beautiful collection of many writers that offer their wisdom around nature constellations. And I feel so honored that a short piece that I wrote is included in that book. There are other contributions by fantastic facilitators and constellators in the field You've got to check the book out. I will link it in the show notes when um, I get that link. But uh, 
just wanted to give you the heads up that this is out there and I will also be sending it through my newsletter. I am so excited to hear what everyone, to read what everyone shares and um, these just pieces of juicy wisdom that bring us into this deep connection. Thank you, Francesca, for allowing me to be part of this and I can't wait to read what you've shared. And if you want to tune into a podcast that Francesca Mason Boring was a guest on. I have an episode with her. It's fantastic. She just is this gem in the world. A gem, true gem. That's at candicewoo.com slash Francesca. And you can check it out in the show notes as well. So let's jump into the topic today. Or do you want to hear an update about me first? I will leave the updates for the end, so stick around at the end of the podcast for updates on my life and what's going on over here in my little corner of the world. But the topic for today is making a change or shift, an adjustment, anything in order to open up possibilities for yourself. Do you take the same route to work every day? whether that's driving, walking, biking, taking the train or the bus or the subway? Do you have the same exact routine every morning? Or are you someone that doesn't have a routine at all and you just kind of like wing everything? For, For someone like you, you might actually make a routine. So it's not about always making things non, like shifting things out of your routine Well, I guess it is. Just depends on how you look at it. So changing something from the way you do things now, no matter what that is, can bring you a whole new set of possibilities or a whole other calibration of life energy. Imagine if you open this window versus that window, or if you even open a window when you never do it all. The air can come in. A breeze can come in. Sometimes rain can come in. But also maybe a really lovely nature scent like flowers, the smell of burning wood or cut grass, if you like any of that. But point is, when you shift something small, it can have that butterfly effect or that echo out the ripple effect into the rest of your life and allow something else to be new or different, fresh, or allow things to be what you desire. So if you think about what you want in your life, what you want to feel, what you want to manifest, or what you want to bring in, I would invite you to not think about or make plans or goals necessarily towards those ends, but to open your vibration, open your energy, your feeling sense inside your body, your your emotional state to different possibilities that then allow you to listen better to your inner being, to listen more to those inspirations that allow and catalyze the things that you want to flow into your life. 
when you set a desire, when you feel into that desire with your emotions, as if it's happening now, you create a state of being that allows those things to flow into your life because you create a space and an opening for it. You say that I am matching that vibration. This is my state of being and the natural things will flow in that sync up with that. And when you just change one thing in your day, if you use different words instead of the same ones, if you floss, if you never floss or eat differently, shift your timeline, do something different with your lifestyle. When you do anything like that, it has the possibility to shake up and break up any blocked areas in yourself, any energies that are just kind of like stagnant and need to be shaken up, moved and flow, flow through. It has the possibility to bring a new experience that you never would have thought about or expected to meet a new person or to receive a different opportunity, just landing on your lap. The possibilities are really endless there. But one shift, taking a different turn, changing the scenery, letting yourself have variety and novelty. It really makes me think of why people, some people just dye their hair or cut their hair when they need a change or they change their, rearrange their furniture or they paint their walls, which I did almost all of those things recently. Um, it can make a wave into your life experience and continue to set you forth into the life you desire. I recently started cleaning my kitchen at night, like all the way. So it's like all dry and everything. When I was in middle school, they taught us in home ec to like dry everything, clean and dry everything. It was spotless. And I've never really done that with my kitchen. Like dry the sink, dry everything. I don't know why it's so important right now, but except for I really don't like bugs and I'm just also trying to prevent any little pests or anything. But when I wake up in the morning and my kitchen is super clean and there's space in the sink, there's space on the counters, it makes me so happy. So I can start the day just with this clean slate with a comfort at night knowing that I'm doing the best I can to create a clean environment for myself, a peaceful environment, and one that bugs don't want to be in. That makes me happy. So is there like a corner of clutter in your house or your apartment or the place you live that bugs you? Are you not in a space that you are enjoying for whatever reason? Make a little change, just a little one. See what happens. If you always have clutter, make it all all the way clean. Or if you are a spotless person, see if... I don't know, you let loose a little bit. So I have this little man sculpture, like a cute little man. He, Some people would call him a Buddha, but he's not a Buddha. He's just like a 
cute, fat, little bellied, bald man that looks like he's meditating. Well, this summer, I noticed that he was constantly getting bird poop on his forehead and not just like on his head, but at his third eye, like right in the middle. And there's a mulberry tree. So the birds poop purple sometimes. Sometimes it was just regular white poop. But anyway, always on his head. Always. It was like bringing some humor to the fact that this little man was like zen. And then there's poop on his head, which is like perfect. Perfect. But one of my friends said, hey, uh, if you move that little man a little bit or move it somewhere else, will the shit follow? (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. And I took that as a metaphor for my life too. Like if I move something a little bit, change something, adjust it a little bit, will I get the same result? And I, now as I hear myself, it's kind of an obvious message, like change something and obviously you can get something different. But when you're stuck, when you're feeling like you're discouraged or disappointed, sometimes it's really hard to remember that you can just make these little adjustments. They don't have to be huge. We often can get overwhelmed thinking, I need to make some huge changes. And sure, we can do that. We can take a gigantic leap. But also we can take a small move. We can take a small movement. We can make a small shift and adjustment that affects everything else. Well, I actually didn't move that little man. I left it there and I just continued to watch what was happening and observe. And whenever I have something go on in my garden, like animals are doing certain things and I maybe I don't like it or they're really getting my attention in a certain way, which I will talk about in my updates at the end of this episode. I've been giving them more attention, noticing them, and then that behavior that they're doing will change. So maybe that that's the shift you make, noticing more, listening more, listening to what something is sharing with you and getting the wisdom from it. Does it have a message for you? And honestly, I don't know what the message was with the birds, but I definitely noticed the birds and their pooping behaviors. And after I gave a little more attention to it, that little man's head did not have any poop on it anymore. So I don't know. I don't know what that was, but I definitely was present to it. So the last thing I'll say about this is notice the words that you say out loud or to yourself about how you feel or about yourself. If you write down all the words you say in a day, when someone asks you, how's it going? Or when you share with someone what's going on, what are the words you're using? Are they true to you is one question I have. And are they similar words each day? Are you constantly saying, I'm frustrated or depressed or discouraged? Or are you constantly saying you're happy and this doesn't really feel congruent with you? Or 
are you constantly saying you're happy, but you're also feeling other good feelings? So make a list of the words that you, that describe how you feel and describe yourself in a day. And just notice it. And if you were to make, which you can, make a new list of other words you'd like to feel more into, not to fake it, but to evoke those energies or open your imagination and desires towards those states of being, or to just focus in places you normally don't, what are those words? Do you say, would you like to say you're proud of yourself or you're celebrating that you are X, Y, and Z or did X, Y, and Z, or that you're looking forward to what you're creating or that you appreciate yourself? What are the words you'd like to hear yourself focus on more in the day? And notice how it makes you feel to shift that or to notice even be more conscious of the way that you are. So I hope this opens a new set of flexibilities, possibilities, opportunities, and happenstance events or synchronicities that may not come if you keep things exactly the same. And it's certainly most of the time true if we keep things exactly the same way. How do we expect the new things that we desire to come in or to happen. Even a change of color, like the color of your curtains or the color of your clothing. Anyway, I think you can think of something for yourself, right? So that's all for today as far as the topic of making an adjustment or a change. And before we go, I'm happy to just share with you a few updates about my life. And I'll do this in a bit of just a list of what my life has looked like since we talked last, since uh, the last episode. I have sometimes been chasing groundhogs (laughs) out of my yard. Not that I don't think they're lovely, but sometimes they eat things that I don't want them to eat. But overall, I found that they were pretty, they and the other animals were pretty respectful. There are some plants that I just kind of sacrificed and allowed them to have like the beanstalks and things like that. But there were some sweet potatoes and the leaves that were coming out of them. I didn't want them to eat all of the leaves So I covered it with like a netting, sort of, like I sort of made a fence. It was really haphazard or like slapped onto it because I didn't have much time or wherewithal to do it in that moment. And for about two months, they didn't touch. They could have just like stomped into it or climbed into it, but they didn't, they didn't disrespect my little boundary, which I thought was really cool. But my garden is thriving now and it's beautiful. I'm just enjoying the the amazing flowers. I eat some flowers, the edible ones. I cut them and give them to friends and family. I sit out there and just 
enjoy what I've done because it's been a lot of work all summer and spring. And I kind of lost momentum when I got stung by, I got two bee stings, three bee stings in one day and then another one a couple of weeks later. And uh, it was about 12 days after the the two, the three stings, the first one, the first three stings that I got a major case of hives. I didn't know what it was at first. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm getting bit by something else. But then I was running a few errands and those little dots of itchy circles were like spreading to my other leg. And then it turned into giant patch of itchiness and redness and swollen. My face was swollen and at some point I was like, oh, I think I have to go to urgent care like this. I don't know where this is going to end. My cousin's a nurse and she was like, yeah, you can try to go without any meds. But the next thing that could happen is your throat could close up. I didn't know what natural remedies could allow the swelling to clear up that quickly. So I did go to urgent care and I decided to take pre- prednisone which if you do know me or have listened in and gathered this about me, I hate taking medication if I can help it. And I want everything natural without chemicals. I love any homeopathy and natural remedies. But this time I was like, all right, I'm taking it. And it was the last day of my seven-day um medicine recommendation that I got stung by another bee on my foot, but I didn't see it. It was like right on the strap of my flip-flop. And at that point I was like, okay, you can't wear flip-flops out in the yard anymore. My my yard is a little bit wild sometimes. It feels that way at least. It gets a little unwieldy in some areas with the grass because there are different, it's not all flat. So From that point on, I started being very aware of the little critters and beings that are all around me and just bringing more respect to them, noticing them. So before I pick a flower now, I'm very aware of what bees or moths or creatures are around me and I just um, go in very slowly. I think that it cleared some different energies in my body as well at that time, although I can't distinguish or name all of them at the moment. But I'm eating the pansies, the poppies. Um, what other flowers? What are those big orange ones called? Marigolds. I love those. Love the marigolds and nasturtiums. I love gathering the mint from the yard and eating the blueberries and raspberries. Next year, I hope to have more of those. But almost every day I go out and grab some kale, some different spring greens, Swiss chard, Napa cabbage, and I make a smoothie or a veggie drink out of that. But um Ever since the hives, I kind of slowed down in the garden and now I'm just enjoying very most of it. So before the end of the the um, fall, I'd like to clear out a few areas and um, lay down some seeds so that they pop up in the spring. 
Otherwise, I painted my interior walls black magic. It's like almost black. It's amazing. I really like it. I have not been so bold to paint something that dark before. I've always been told, no, you should paint things light color to open up the space. But in a small space, actually the dark really works and just putting accent colors to make it pop. It feels so comforting. I've been doing some open mics with my band and also solo. The solo open mic that I went to recently, I was so nervous because I just haven't done that in a while with myself. And it was at a bar restaurant, which doesn't feel like the environment that I'm best in because of the music I play. It's a little bit softer. I like love songs. I like inspirational songs, but they all seem a little quieter and um, not like the, the same vibe as a bar or bar restaurant. But to celebrate, a couple of weeks ago, my band and I debuted our first original song, one that I wrote the lyrics to based on a poem. And then my guitarist had created the melody for that and, and everyone else pitched in in certain ways. It was so fun. I had a blast. At some point, I'll share that song more publicly. I need to go through my videos and segment the songs so that it can be a more digestible piece of video. I've been playing volleyball. I've been enjoying working with my clients. It's just such rewarding work to support people in loving themselves and feeling like themselves moving through the stuff that has really weighed them down in a way that actually helps it process through and integrate so it doesn't live there anymore. So I love that. I'm so excited for my wood stove to be put in, hopefully this week. And I've been watching House of Dragons and The Extraordinary Attorney Woo. I love those shows. Ah. I think that's about it. Oh, and my voiceover work. When I got hives, it kind of put it on hold a little bit, but um, I'm slowly starting to pick back up some momentum. I finally recorded my audiobooks demo and need to do some editing, but I've already been getting some jobs around that um, in that field. And uh, I'm practicing animation and commercials still and just enjoying the flexibility and creativity that I get to bring to my acting as well as my the way my voice can sound and what it can convey so if you know of anyone that's interested in voiceover work or needs a commercial recorded or has a project they're doing that might require some um, creative voice or any narration send them my way or please share my work with them. I would be so appreciative. I hope you're doing well. Sending a lot of love out to you. Uh, again, check out David Clow's book. One, You're Not Crazy. That's the first book. But the second one, Inspiration for the Weary Therapist, as well as Rachel McKee's Messages from Her Deck. 
Again, they're all in the show notes, all the links. And uh, if you want to join my newsletter, you can connect in at CandiceWu.com slash connect. All right, that's the end for today. I will see you next time on the Embody Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.